1: This this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey. A very busy Tuesday out at Grand Park uh, as not only was it cut day, but more importantly, you had a return of a big body receiver, the preseason darling of 2021 in Michael Estran. And George, I'll be honest, getting off the pup list, not really practicing up until this point. I was surprised when you see the amount of reps that Estran was in for. You were there at practice. You saw him playing. What were your initial takeaways from Michael Strong's return today?
0: He looked good. You know, I think one of the biggest things, most important things you look for when a guy's coming back like that is how confident is he in that leg? Is he going to go out and is he going to run full speed? You know, is he hesitant? Is he is he leaning towards anything? And he was ready to go. You know, he was running routes. He looked like he wasn't worried about uh, re-injuring himself. And, and he, he was out there in, in every period. So that was the other thing you were watching. And we kind of kept, as practice progressed, you know, all right, he did one-on-ones. Is he going to do seven-on-seven? All right, he did that. Is he going to do full-team? He did that. And so those, you know, he checked all the boxes today, uh, made a couple of nice catches. He had a screen from, from Nick Foles in particular that was good. But I think with him, you're talking about a guy as well, I think 6'5, 225, something like that. He's huge. He's, he's tight end size. And one of the biggest things Frank Reich talked about after the game Saturday was physicality of this receiving core, winning those press, one on one press coverage reps. You figure this is a guy who should do that. You know, here's a guy who's going to come out. And if, if Mike Schron does nothing else, He should win those one-on-one reps. And so it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. The Lions are coming in Wednesday and Thursday. He's going to practice against them. And then does he come out of that in shape? Can he play on Saturday? You know, they're not going to play the starters because of this joint practice. It would be pointless after they get so many reps out here. But Strawn is, you know, as you mentioned, he missed two weeks of training camp, you know, and this is a very competitive wide receiver room right now. It almost feels like he has to play on Saturday. I mean, how do you feel good about putting him on the free three man roster? If he doesn't play on Saturday, it's that to me is the, one of the biggest things to watch as this week plays
1: out. It's going to be fascinating to see. And, and I'll be honest, George, like last year, I'm by yourself. I was in hook, line and sinker to Michael Strawn. He was the preseason darling, you know, was dominant. And then we come to the regular season. Like so many of these, you know, preseason studs do played in just six games, two catches for 26 yards. Now, look, especially, Small sample size, but what we saw on Saturday with the Colts really getting pushed around physically um, against the Bills and the Bills backups, this is a guy you just mentioned with his size, with his strength, with his frame, you would think would be a perfect need for what the Colts are looking for. Is there any hope? Is, is Is this a wait and see? Can we really try to buy in that this could be a year where Strong will get on the field and get more than three targets this season?
0: I think it's definitely a wait and see. Uh, cause first of all, you're still going to see where he's at health wise. He looked good today, but they're in shorts, you know? So sure. if he didn't look today, it would have been a really big red flag, but, uh, you know, where, where does that look going forward? Especially these two practices with the lions, how does he look out there? Does he, does he look physical in those practices? Cause you know, Detroit's going to be physical. They're out there to bite off kneecaps. We know that they're coming. They're going to bring that, that real tough press coverage. And so, uh, you know, if he can do it there, it's going to be a really good sign. But the other big thing last year with him was special teams. You know, if you're not one of those top three guys, you've got to have some utility on special teams. And he didn't. So he wasn't able to be active most of the season. He talked about that a little bit after practice. You know, the Bubba Ventrone's been with him. They're in his ear. They're trying to get him up. That's going to be a big part of this, too. Can he get a big enough role on there so that he's even dressed on game day? You know, that's step one to, to getting more catches.
1: That is very true, and that, like you said, like that was a huge, huge issue for him last year. You hope that he can progress, and even if he can't, let's say he progresses slowly, maybe doesn't even play um, in this Saturday's preseason game against the Lions. Realistically, is there hope? Is there plans from Frank Reich? I know it's tough because he hasn't really been practicing and been out there. It's kind of almost out of sight, out of mind. It's almost impossible to do less this year than he did last year. Can we... Is it possible, hopeful, I guess, that we'll see more Mike Strawn when he is healthy, whether that's this Saturday or whether it's, you know, let's say three weeks from now when he's fully, maybe misses a, a week or two, but fully then kind of back to his full strength. We pencil him in for, you know, to be that number four guy.
0: Yeah, you would hope so. And I think, honestly, his knee injury was probably the most disappointing thing about the offseason. Because coming into this year, you looked at that receiving core and you thought, I really want to see Strawn. I want to see what he can do. Has he, has he, you know, what has he changed about his game? How has he stepped up? Uh, there was a real opening. There's a real possibility. The good news for him, nobody's really stepped in and taken that spot while he was out. I mean, if you could drawn up a perfect plan for Mike Strawn, maybe not this team, But for Mike Strawn, it probably played out absolutely perfectly for him. The only other guy who really did a lot and, and, you know, made himself a factor is is Kiki Cote. And he's hurt right now, too. He Mm -hmm. got the groin injury in the game. So uh, I think it's wide open to be that, you know, it depends on what you want to say with Ashton Doolin. Doolin's had a pretty good camp. He's made some flash plays. Uh, He's obviously a a really important special teams guy for this team. So it's going to be interesting to see what their plan is with him moving forward. Uh, but it that four or five spot with him and Strawn, it, it seems like they're the leading candidates there. And then you work in Kuti wherever you want to into that, that, that mix as well. But it's not like five guys stepped up and, and really pushed them back in line. So I think it's there, you know, it's on him now to go out and show you know, the, the old Chuck Pagano line, make himself necessary.
1: And it's also true, George, because look, look, here we are sitting here in August kind of breaking down what could be a fourth or fifth receiver. And most times, right, that's not really necessary. Or most times, it's frankly not getting a lot of time on a podcast. But especially when you look at this Colts team, this receiving core, and their quarterback, too. And Matt Ryan's a guy who loves to spread it out. We even kind of saw that a little bit in his one-quarter of play. Like, this is going to be an offense where Michael Pittman is obviously, especially receiver-wise, the guy, right? It's going to be Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman Jr., you'd think, as the two main guys they are trying to feed, But you look at Naeem Hines, look at the tight ends, look at Alec Pierce, look at Paris Campbell, look at Ashton Doolin, Michael Strawn. You hope like this is they're going to go deep into the bag here in terms of, you know, using realistically what at least three tight ends you would think, four or five receivers, two or three running backs this year. This is going to be, you know, um, putting up stats by committee. And that's why mm-hmm. it's going to be important for him to, you know, really kind of come into this year. And and unlike last year, take what he did in the preseason and carry it into the regular season and actually perform when these games matter and when the stats do count.
0: Well, and, uh, and to that point, even with that group, I mean, you figure four receivers are on this roster. Pittman's right. making the team. We all know that. Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce and Ashton Doolin. Their spots are pretty well locked down. But those two and three, you have a lot of questions. I mean, everybody understands the Paris Campbell question mark. You know, can he stay healthy? That's that's the obvious question yep. with him. But then Alec Pierce is a rookie. So how much can you realistically expect? We'll see as we go. I, I think he took some steps forward in that first game, in the first game that didn't count. And you will see how that continues to progress. He took some steps backwards in that game as well. and he, So I think that's also playing into this. You don't necessarily have – a top three where you feel like these guys are are all locked in and and you know what you're getting from them. And I think that makes four and five more important as well.
1: Before we get to joint practices, with the Lions on Wednesday, Thursday, George, today, Tuesday was cut day. Five guys Colts got from 90, their 90 man roster now down to 85. I know it's kind of when you're just trimming the the really back end of the roster, it's tough to have any surprises, any names catch your mind or anyone you were surprised about in this first round of cuts.
0: Probably the biggest one was Jason Spriggs on Friday, but I think they did that in large part to let him out early and let him get a chance to, to find another home. Uh, And I also think they like Wesley French and they like Will fries. And if you know that Spriggs isn't going to make the 53 man, you know, get those other guys as many looks as you can. They played probably right behind Ryman in terms of snaps on, on Saturday, you know, you want them out there and and see what they can do. Uh, I know French in particular has been taking some snaps at center And that backup center spot is going to be important because it was Danny Pinner last year. He's your starting right guard. You know, do you, if Ryan Kelly goes down, do you move Pinner back to center and and try a new right guard or, or is Wesley French going to step up to a level where he can be that center and you can keep the rest of the line intact? Uh, You know, it'll be interesting to see, but I think Spriggs was, was the one guy just because of his time in the league that was a little bit surprising. Um, maybe slightly surprising with Michael Young Jr. going in that first cut today. Uh, receiver out of Cincinnati is one of the smaller guys. They don't have a lot of them in camp, and maybe that's why he's gone. Uh, but I thought he and Alec Pierce were a nice tandem simply because they played together in college, and I think it gives somebody uh, you know, going through the same growing pains with Pierce. So it was kind of a, a buddy, if you will, here in camp. Uh, but obviously, they were ready to to move on there as well. Uh, but I think the rest of it, it's you know guys that that you pretty much weren't much on the radar to start with
1: and going back to sprigs there george man anyone who threatens the french fry connection you know you get him get him out
0: <laughs> get him out if you're gonna mess up with french fries you don't need to be here that
1: is that is the ultimate takeaway for sure Anyone messes with French fries can no longer be on the roster. That is for sure. All right. We will be back on Thursday to recap all of the craziness from these next two days of joint practices between the the Lions and the Colts. George will provide us his counter for how many fights do break out uh, over these next two days, but also talk about the areas of concern, areas that have impressed so far in these big two practices between Detroit and the Colts. Make sure you like and download and subscribe to our podcast, The Blue Horseshoe We'll be coming to you every Tuesday, Thursday in the preseason, three days a week come season time. So we'll get you all caught up on all the news, all the reaction to the Colts. So, again, make sure you like, subscribe, and download to the Blue Horseshoe Podcast on Odyssey. We'll talk to you right here on Thursday.